lot of things are going on in, in our day. I, I, t- I titled this message um, A Revealing, and that is you and I are living in a time when we don't have to make stuff up. Stuff is just coming to us, and it's all, it's everywhere. Uh, you and I are living uh, without a doubt in the last days. It is the last days. You may say sarcastically, well, it's been the last days for 2,000 years. You're right. But you have to remember that, that a, a, a thousand years is like a day to God. And so it, you, we could safely say that Jesus has been in heaven a couple of days. You know, really, we can do that. And so, but we know that things are going on. And we're living in this time of revealing and exposing. Don't take that lightly. Don't take that lightly. Uh, in the scriptures, the scriptures talk about uh, t- uh, a time when Noah was building an ark because God had told him to build an ark to save his family. But people were uh, making fun. They, they did not believe that what Noah was doing uh, had any eternal value. Uh, there was nothing right about it and, until the day that he went into the ark and God closed the door. And uh, you and I are living in such a time. Do not be caught up with the crazy stuff that's in the world. Uh, somebody uh, has said, well, there's always been crazy. Nothing has changed. I said, yes, the proliferation of it has changed. I mean, uh, crazy has more opportunities now than it used to have. So, yes, in that, in that regard, it, things have changed. Paul teaches us that, uh, that uh, evil men will grow worse and worse. So, if, if either, if either Paul is not telling the truth, the scriptures are not true, or, or maybe you are over the scriptures. No, evil men are growing worse and worse because they have greater opportunities to perform their evil. And so we we are living in a revealing time. As I said in the prayer time earlier, that I never would have believed that I I would know some of the people who are on the other side. I'm not talking about Democrats or Republicans. I'm talking about on the other side of right and righteousness. I didn't know I would know them. I didn't know that I would know somebody who would be in the midst of us who believed that hell was more powerful than the blood of Jesus. I I never thought I would know that. I I never thought I would know them. So I'm saying to all of us, let us be on guard. Let us be sober and vigilant, knowing that our adversary, the devil, is walking around as a roaring lion. I believe the scripture is intentional when it says he's walking around like he's tough. But we know that he he has been defanged. We know that his head has been crushed. We know that, that for 2,000 years, he's had a migraine headache that he can't get over because of Jesus Christ and his effectiveness. So let us walk in this reality. Let's walk in this reality that God has given to us as true soldiers of the cross. Let us do that. Let us be unafraid, undaunted. Let us not be afraid to speak truth because somebody might think it's a political statement. Uh, When I was a boy, vaccine wasn't a political statement. It is now. And so we want to be very careful as Christians that we don't mute our testimony based on what others think. You know, when I, I, I want to hear what my wife is saying, and I've learned this, I've grown into this. If my wife is talking in my favorite part of the show, I need to mute it. You know, if my wife is talking, when the news is talking, I say, just, just a minute, just a minute. But if she keeps talking, I mute, mute it. You know, so we don't, but we don't, that's a good time to mute. 
but it is not a good time to mute the, the reality of Jesus Christ because somebody is talking, somebody is speaking wrong things. It's not. In John chapter 8, we, we kind of we see some of this. It's an amazing story. Uh, many scholars will say to you that, that uh, this portion that I'm going to read here in John, uh, the first, uh, John 8, first uh, 11 verses, is not in the older texts. It's not there. But, but it's still legitimate reading uh, in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. I wanted to read it. I didn't want to, uh, to go beyond it because Jesus is revealing unrighteous judges. You and I are always uh, aware or in the midst of unrighteous judges. For example, somebody on TV, let's say a reporter, comes to you and asks you, what do you think about such and such, you know, this wrong thing that has happened, you know, and, put, and he puts a mic in your face. Then, um, uh, you know, you, what you have is one sinner asking another person who has been fallen to resolve a problem that the fallen world cannot resolve. The world cannot fix what's wrong with the world. That's an impossibility. So what the enemy has done, he has co-opted many believers so that we now will take the world's solutions and then champion them like they came from God. I don't think y'all heard me. We will champion them like they came from God. Well, well DGL, a.k.a. Donald G. Lavelle, will not do that. Uh, and uh, we were going to show you a, a video, but I wanted to get up an announcement video, where next Saturday we're going to have a time for people to, if they want to take the vaccine, they can come and get a, co a, COVID, a, a shot against COVID-19. <clears throat> and I have done it. I did it because I wanted you to feel safe because I pray all the time. I'm not boasting. I pray all the time, night and day, and I'm asking God to help me so that I won't give you anything erroneous because knowing who I am, knowing how God has made me, I couldn't live with that. I couldn't live with it. And so that's why I pray all the time. So we're making it available, and then you, ha you ask yourself as pastor, who will I offend? Will I offend somebody in the congregation? Will I offend somebody online because I'm trying to get some help for them? Nobody would have an issue with me if I were providing eyeglasses. But one day, eyeglasses might become controversial. We're living in that kind of world. Can you imagine aspirin becoming controversial? I had two pads on my shoulders. I think it was called lidocaine or something. Something like that. Something like that. I, I, my old shoulders were hurting, and I thought, man, my goodness, I don't want to be hurting. So I got these things and slapped one over here, slapped one over there. Yeah, sort of like that. And after a while, I got relief. Listen, everybody, we're living in a fallen world. We've always lived in a fallen world. We were born into a fallen world. And so we, as believers, are bringing the solution, the God solution, to man's failure into man's fallen nature. We're saying to man, you don't have to keep living like that. You don't have to keep living like that. You can be better. That's what we're saying. But we're living in a fallen world, so let's bring the truth of the gospel to this fallen world. Here in this text, Jesus is dealing with these unrighteous judges. They were judging a woman when they were guilty themselves. And everybody who complains about your madness has madness of his own. Amen.
Amen. So, so let's find and bring uh, to the world the God solution. Let me read quickly. John chapter 8, verse 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? Now, previously they have argued about against Jesus for Moses. They're not interested in what Jesus is thinking. And what they're trying to do is to get him to contradict Moses so they would have something to accuse him of. And then they, are, they want him also, perhaps, maybe, he will contradict Rome's law. And then we've got him. So they had him in, in a catch-22, so they thought. And so, so they, the world might think they've got you. Just don't be too eager and too ready to speak. Just wait on the Holy Spirit. As in the culture, the church culture that I came from, they'd say, wait on the Holy Ghost. Yeah, y'all are a little ashamed to say ghost. Wait on, wait on the Holy Ghost, they would say, because the Spirit of God will give you what to say. Jesus has promised, don't even have a prepared text, because the Spirit, in the hour that you need it, will give you what to say, and they will not be able to resist the wisdom with which you speak. Amen. That's what God says about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And so, they want to know what he said. It says, now listen, this is, I want you to take your cues from Jesus. Don't take your cues from fallen man. Fallen man is just messed up because you and I know he's messed up because we were like that before. Even when you tried to do right, you did wrong before. I know some of you think you're, you were Pollyanna before the Lord, but you weren't. You were just a, a disaster waiting on opportunity. He's back. So, so they wanted to, to accuse him. Verse 6 says, but Jesus stooped down and rode on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. I'm saying that in the day in which we find ourselves, sometimes when the world is talking, you need to act as though you don't even hear. Because there is no solution in the world for the world. I say that without apology. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, so they wouldn't leave him alone. And the world is not going to leave you alone. Let me just, uh, just take a little trail here for a moment. I do know that many of us, and I'm not trying to be controversial when I say stuff uh, because I don't want to hurt anybody. But I remember a number of years ago, somebody was talking to me about uh, the battlefield of the mind. And I've heard that all of my life, basically. Uh, well, I hope I haven't heard it all my life, but uh, I've heard it much of my life. And, uh, but I, 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 I've come to the understanding, the conclusion, that the enemy, our minds are not really the battlefield uh, of the devil. I, I don't say my mind is not at all. But there is a battle for my mind. There is a battle for your mind. There is a battle to get you to think just like 
fallen man thinks. There's a battle to get you to think like the devil thinks. There's a battle for your mind. They kept peppering him and pestering him. Uh, and so he says, he just raised up. After they, kept, they were asking for it. So he, he, uh, he stood and said, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And so she was still there. Jesus was left alone. Jesus said to them, the one of you who doesn't have any sin, you cast the first stone. And it would have been blasphemous for them to cast a, a, a stone. Had they cast a stone, then there, should, there would have been cause for stones to be cast at them. So the oldest one went out being convicted by his conscience. They never brought the man. They just brought the woman. She was caught in the very act. They let the man go. But they persecuted and wanted to prosecute the woman. We live in a time like this. But now it's, it's, it's controversial to defend the helpless it's a wrong thing to do. We made it political. I'm saying you don't have to make a choice like that. On the, you and I are, are aligned with the plumb line of God. See, I am not on the left, and I'm not on the right. And I'm happy I'm not on the left or on the right. I'm plumb. That's what God wants us to be plumb. Because anybody on the left... If the wall is leading to the left, it has to be torn down. It has a foundational issue. And if it's leading to the right, it has to be torn down. It has a foundational issue. I'm saying, let the church of Jesus Christ be the church of Jesus Christ. Let us shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Let us take our cues from God and not the world. Hallelujah. So he raised up and he asked this woman about a situation. Hey, where are those accusers? Where are those accusers? Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Where are those accusers? Jesus didn't come to accuse us. Jesus came to save us. And so you and I should not be a part of the accusing family. I was telling you earlier that we offer an opportunity for people to be vaccinated. We're not pushing vaccines. There are people who are saying that. Some of these churches, you know, I get poked at a lot. But I can handle it. I can, I can handle it. Don't feel bad for me. Some of these churches are going to be distribution centers for the mark of the beast. So if you let those kinds of things just rattle you, you're not going to do God's will. These unjust judges didn't have a solution. They came to Jesus not for a solution, but to entrap him. But they're the ones who left. When you and I speak from God, there's nobody that can resist the wisdom with which you speak. The Bible tells us that Brother Stephen, I love the story of young Stephen. He was a, a young man who had been hanging out with the apostles and the prophets, God's apostles and prophets. I mean, young people, you know, be careful about just hanging out with folks your age when you have access to people who have wisdom. 
All right? Be careful doing that. So he was hanging out with them. And I'm sure that he was watching Peter, you know, speaking healing over people and James and the rest of them. And Stephen started doing the same thing. But if you hang out with people who are naysayers and are doing the devil's work, you'll start doing the same thing. I'm sensing something here. I'm going to take a few more minutes. I'm sensing something here. And so what I'm saying to you is this is a revealing time. I am, I am amazed. I have a front row seat at what God is doing. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the front row. Each of you should have a front row seat. You have been given a front row seat. You can see what God is doing. It's an amazing thing. He is revealing things that are, whoa. And even, and, and many of those in the world don't have any idea that they don't have clothes on. They can't cover. And you and I are seeing that. But there are some of us who still think there's a solution in the world. Que lastima. Que vergüenza. What a pity. What a shame. And so she says to him when he asks, has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Neither does God condemn you. God came to save you. He knew your fallen state. He knew your, that you were messed up before he came, when he came. He knew he came to help you out of your situation. Every one of us has been helped by God. Every one of us. This is a revealing time. I want us to be on the right side of his story. Let's be on the right side of his story. You'll hear that in the media. We want to be on the right side of history. They're talking about natural things. Don't, don't, don't try to educate me on civics. I'm pretty good at that stuff. I wanted to give my life to that. And today I'm so grateful that God didn't let me. I'm so grateful that God called me to the ministry and not to the Congress. I thought that's where I could do the most good. You know why I thought I could do the most good? Not because I had a position on the left or the right. I had God's position in my heart. What does God want to do in this hour? And right now, as we speak, God is showing who's with him and who's not. And I want to come back in a minute, and I'll speak further to that. But I want you to think about it. If you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know Jesus, you've never asked God to forgive you of your sins, uh, I, want, I want to talk to you in a minute. Now, if you've asked God to forgive you of your sins, but you've been acting like all those rank sinners out there, I want you to think about it. Because sometimes that happens. You know, uh, you know, I remember Pastor Earl Jackson preached a sermon. He said, the lost sheep didn't just run away. The lost sheep nibbled itself away. You start by eating the devil's food, believing the devil's lies, and you just get, you, that's how you get away. The devil knows you're not going to just jump at anything, so he causes you to nibble yourself away. And if that's bitten you, 
I want to help you. I'm not here to condemn you. I don't condemn you. I'm, I'm Don Lavelle, a human being. If you've been angry, I've been angry. If you've been angry without a cause but gave yourself a cause, that's been me too. So I'm going to come back. We're going to pray before we go. We're going to take about five of your minutes, five minutes from the next service or seven, and, uh, but we'll, we'll be all right. We'll come back in a minute. Sister Steph.